0: <laughs> yeah 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 welcome uh, to another episode of the nissan nerd podcast <laughs> <laughs> episode number 69 we got a lot going on for you in episode 69 dude uh, we got a um, Go ahead and (laughs) we've got uh, Nissan uh, marks 40 years of manufacturing in the U.S. Also, NISMO is involved with a recent fashion statement. And lastly, June 20th just passed. Otherwise known by us Nissan nerds at 620 day. So we are going to be chatting about our favorite mini truck, the Datsun 620, on this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Let's go for it. Oh, 69 dude i didn't think we'd get this far bro i didn't think we'd get <laughs> as far as 69 68 maybe 69. <laughs> get uh, what is that? First base, second base, third base.
1: Ah, that's probably beyond the bases, man. You're. you're, that you're is
0: beyond the bases. We're at a comfort level where we're doing weird that's, things. With that's our bodies.
1: that's when things start getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, and <laughs> for those
0: children that are listening, you might as well just sign off tonight. It's just going to be a slew of just.
1: Yeah.
0: Inappropriate joke. I'm just kidding. No.
1: We'll Funny story, man. I was talking to uh, my brothers, which are obviously the younger, just younger brothers, being super silly. They were talking about a skit, a possible skit. They're like comedians at heart, right? They're like, what if there was like a, a, a montage or a short video of a dude that was so obsessed with the number sixty-nine that he took it with him everywhere he went? Where like he, um, he's like at a job hiring phase and they're <laughs> negotiating a salary, and they're like, you know what? We're prepared to offer you seventy-two dollars, or seventy-two thousand a year, or some number. He's like, you know what? I need you to go ahead and offer me sixty-nine thousand, just like he, and, then, and he's just 000. waiting for it.
0: He goes, but we don't want to offer you that. And he goes, uh, and he goes, all he's right, going, it's hey, it's sort like, of my they're thing. Like, can <laughs> we give him less money? Yeah, we can give him less money. And they're like, uh, we're gonna offer you sixty-nine, and he gets up sixty-nine, just like. A, <laughs> like, a, like a, a, What Bill and Ted, the reactionary. That'd be pretty, you know, that is a SNL skit that would end up on the floor. But yes, like the cutting room floor, but yeah, not too bad. So yeah. anyway, we are total dorks. Uh, We haven't seen each other in a while. I I think the last time I saw you, we were doing what we're supposed (sighs) to be doing is working on cars, right? So.
1: Yeah, we don't do. We totally were. Uh, So in the last, uh, one of the last things we spoke about as we were uh, exiting the last, um,
0: the exit interview, the,
1: the last, ep- the last episode that we had. Yeah, we were talking. About, hey, man, what if we had this this engine bay on my three hundred ZX? Hey, like, can, let's you want to start going after it and start painting it, you know? And sure enough, that's one of the things we did here in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, for those you, see you us let us me online, talk you into the it. video portion of all this. Yeah. Hmm. Um. By the way, your the, tags are expired. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that is that is that my main issue right now? My That's tags, your main right issue then? right
0: now, is your tags are expired. Mm. Anyway, so we uh, so we, we pulled were, the engine out sometime back, and then we started mm. prepping this thing. Tell them, tell them the story.
1: Yeah, so the whole purpose behind this, uh, the engine developed a rod knock, and as we had this engine pulled, we're doing a swap with a uh, another. Uh, used engine that is in working condition, and we said, you know, why we're here. The engine's out. This was something that I really wanted to do the first time we pulled the engine. Which, for those who own 300 ZX's, you know that pulling a, the engine is a is a regular occurrence that happens every uh, what would you say, eighteen months, maybe not twenty-four. I'd say months. three years if you're a good boy and you watch, yeah.
0: good boy or a girl, and you're watching your stuff.
1: <laughs> so for me, it was uh, pretty much twenty, yeah, two years. So now this engine being out, we say, you know what? Let's go ahead and scuff, paint, do some clear coat. Let's make this engine bay look really, really pretty. So that was what we were doing here uh, two weeks ago. Uh, again, as you, for you guys online, if you see what we're doing here, um, engines out, harness and other components are at, towards the center of the engine bay. And then we've got here, of course, scuffing, sanding, getting rid of all the high points. Miles, you were very adamant and you were showing me a lot of this. This is actually my first engine bay that I've done or I am doing. So you were providing a lot of really good... Um. um
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say it's not professional masking. I mean, it's we, we did our best with what we had. I mean, we we were just going to basically... What we do is basically a scuff and shoot is what I was really planning for there was a few things that we needed to get done i mean we had to obviously detrim everything start pulling everything inward i mean if you're going to do the whole full restoration you really got to pull the harness out you got to pull the brake lines off cap everything plug plug everything so contaminants don't get in the lines and stuff like that but for what we had and how bad that engine bay was um i think so far it's pretty good we um we obviously took everything apart you can just go through the photos so we started masking stuff off and um you know d- just doing what we wanted to do as far as uh uh starting to prep everything and it was so hot it was like 100 it dude. felt like 120 degrees and we had a canopy uh we had with your coverage in the front and it was just so hot.
1: so much uh, but
0: either way uh we got it done um we got everything started to mask up and yeah we used foil and that's that's a hot I... rod f- technique but it works it, you know works. I, i've I've used so well, it in the past, and it when you're trying to get around components, and you don't want a bag mask or something like that, and you, it it to me it works. I mean, we double bagged everything either way, so yeah. the chances of overspray are pretty minimal. So we just did it for our own benefit.
1: Just as much over- overlapping yeah, as bought, we could possibly buy it. Like so. Four four rolls of. Oil. We're definitely I'm doing there, it, uh,
0: Eastwood, out in the garage kind of mentality DIY. So definitely diy so we did it on the cheap i think we're in for like 200 bucks for an engine bay paint so we'll get it done when everything's said and done but uh well you know it's all about putting the prep i mean 60 percent of a paid job is the prep so um even though it's an engine bay it'll still look a hell of a lot better than what was on there before i think it's gonna look pretty good and you'll be happy once we're all done with everything
1: i'm already happy as it is man i mean we we uh, till now where we're currently at we've applied the uh, building primer to kind of uh, level out any of the low spots now. And then soon enough you'll know, <laughs> to hide, quick...
0: to hide everything. Yeah. So uh, we'll go back through and uh, we'll just do a, a quick sand prep everything a little bit more, and then we'll start laying down some color. So we'll go from right. there.
1: I think what we're doing. All right, man. I think, uh, I thank you so much for uh, your help on this. Yeah, uh, I've had a, a hell of a time. Uh, learning a lot about this, though. But guys, for you, it's not over yet. So we we'll still got a lot more sanding
0: and a lot more work to do. We still got to lay paint and maybe a dash of clear, and then you'll uh, and uh, you'll like it when it's all when it all when it's all done with the engine bay the way you're doing it. It's just you know, it's like uh it's like putting a wedding like a beautiful wedding ring on a hoof. It's just you know, it's like sometimes the hands in the picture gotta look good too. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway, moving along, but I'm yeah, glad you're happy, and we'll definitely uh, move on down the line and get it all done here for you. It's uh, still moving, so.
1: Yeah, 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 man. Um, aside from that, though, dude, I tell you what, you know, it's been two weeks, and both weekends, I, I got to tell you, man, I've got more to share with you. You know, we did actually uh, myself. I believe you were busy at the time, but uh, myself and, and a few others, we were able able to support some fellow uh, Nissan uh, Nissan fans, Nissan nerds, and I can Mm -hmm. tell you more about that as well. And uh, I'll share my screen on this. Oh, nice. Uh, Of course. Yeah. 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 So, of course, here in the picture, myself, uh, of course, ION, for those who know ION, and uh, with us also is Miss Haley Myers uh, Myers Motorsports, who's with us on tonight. I believe she did have a uh, oh yeah, a she's few here comments with us to tonight. share with us so far.
0: She'll be commenting awesome. and chiming yes. in along with anybody else. So you guys are yeah. spending a lot of time together. Um, something, we are something yes, going on man. there. Well, I meant I meant with Ion. I didn't know if things were getting serious with you and I on, or I'm just joking
1: Ion have, but, Ion uh, have, I mean either Ion way have there, there's
0: nothing in this day and age there's nothing wrong with uh any
1: of that that's awesome so uh I'm happy to be
0: hey, I would think that you and Haley would be more of a match but that's just me but
1: uh well that's what I was what, what I was trying to say before oh you adjusted yeah uh yeah man I you know honestly um for myself and with uh actually uh spending more and more time here with uh Miss Haley and you know uh Honestly, it's been a hell of a time. Uh, we were both both Nissan nerds at heart, and we've learned that we've had a lot more in common as well. And oh man, we're just uh, decided to be each other's passenger and our own <laughs> be Nissan Be each
0: other's and, passenger. Oh, well, the, passenger, and, you the know what I mean? and the ride of life. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you guys? So, I'm assuming this is your way of trying to say that you're dating each other.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're uh,
0: kudos. Yes. pretty good All you so right. much. well I, appreciate that. I i well, it, 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 well so i didn't i didn't mean to put it out there in the ether but yeah well congratulations to the you two of oh. you i hope you don't uh get on each other's nerves too much and i uh wish you long long longevity in your relationship and uh yeah i, I think you guys make a cute couple
1: um well, you know i thank you man appreciate that i'm super excited I'm, I'm super excited i am super excited well, it's still a long way to go.
0: It's, it's you're you're in the As with entry life. level phase. You're you you guys are just getting the wrappers off of each other. Well, hold on. You are just <laughs> learning things. You want to rephrase that, last? Yeah, I will rephrase that. You were just learning things about each other, and <laughs> it gets interesting. And you learned to develop a lot more. Uh, caring for one another as a relationship builds and things like that, but oh, we're we're not here to talk about those gross, type of man. things here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Again, just wishing you well, yes. and uh, you can log on to my podcast fixing other
1: people's. <laughs> Romantic Lives God podcast. God. You're the Dr. Phil of Nissan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: I also have a Nissan Love <laughs> uh, podcast
1: starting up here soon.
0: But uh let's go ahead uh, right, for right. the few people that are on with us here tonight. I know it's one of those yeah. um, kind of nights, people will kind of chime in as we go, but let's go ahead and yes. uh, do a salute. um You know, uh, we'll go ahead and do our normal compi to those in the yes. Nissan family whom we wish good health and to those we may have lost. May we be reminded of them often.
1: Little Guys, if you pie. join us, stand by. Yes, woo.
0: Mm. So we got some news to talk about here tonight. And so, for those that don't know, our Nissan news segments—this um, is where we reach out and scour the internet and share uh, an article we like regarding Nissan, Dodson, or even an affinity Articles are sourced from official Nissan rooms, Nissan newsrooms, and uh, from media outlets at large. So we get it from everywhere. So, uh, Mike, you've got the first article coming up, and this is talking a little bit about um, a uh, a uh, a mark that Nissan has just recently hit in regards to manufacturing. Correct?
1: A very huge mark. It is very much a milestone, uh, something to be very, very proud of. Uh, Nissan is marking forty years of manufacturing in the U.S. Uh, specifically, they're talking about their first manufacturing plant in the U.S., which is built uh, at the Smyrna, Tennessee area. A lot of times, a lot of people just call it the Smyrna plants. 40 40 years, man. Um, You know, what I thought about doing was just to kind of talk about a little bit of uh, some of the the results uh, that this plant has had, not only by the numbers, but also about the influence that Nissan has had in the u s. since then, and specifically in Tennessee, um, just to preface this, though, Miles, you and I were based out of San Antonio, which has also been a, a growing automotive uh, town. Mm-hmm. and within the last twenty years. And I know certainly we've seen um, growth and very many positive things as a result of it. And uh, the same goes for Nissan and with Tennessee. And so um, this article comes from the Nissan Newsroom, uh, U.S. Newsroom, uh, talking about this plant, Smyrna plant. Uh, the announcement of the plant began in 1980. The plant was completed in 83. And I'll share a few pictures here. The first vehicle was a white Datsun 720 pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really, really cool. Uh, us being many truck fans as it is, man, this was one of them. Uh, the first, the very first. Um, Nissan was also the first Japanese manufacturer to build a facility in the southern U.S. prior to 1983. There were other import or Japanese manufacturing plants in the U.S., however, they were all more, uh, northern-based. I believe Detroit, for example, was one of them. Uh, but getting into what we know now, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, um, There are many southern states that have multiple automotive plants, and Nissan was the first to really set that trend, which I think uh, is a feather in their cap. Um, To date, there are approximately 20 million vehicles and 13 million engines that have been produced from the Smyrna plants. I've got a few other uh, pieces of information uh, here. This talks about the... uh, the amount of investments and and again these numbers that come from the smyrna plant and also by from their deckard plant which is also in tennessee not 40 years but it is uh it's it's still very much in use and i imagine it uh reaching 40 years uh, in the future though but other models nissan leaf nissan maxima the rogue infinity qx60 amongst many of the vehicles that were produced out of this plant and then Again, getting back to the economy, man, uh, Nissan has done a lot for the community uh, and for the state uh, since they've been involved uh, with uh, their Smyrna plant. For example, uh, their Nissan employees and team members have devoted over 43,000 volunteer hours. They've built 38 homes for Habitat for Humanity. Uh, There are nearly $26 million of donation to United Way another $2 million in educational scholarships, and 36,000 pints of blood donated to the American <laughs> Red Cross. That's just uh, at the tip of the iceberg of the amount of influence that uh, Nissan has had. So uh, I just want to give props, and this very much was a, uh, a celebration. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the exact date. It was June 18th, so just four days ago. It was the 40th anniversary, so uh, I think it was very much noteworthy. It is some of those type of celebrations that become – they kind of get overlooked, and, and uh, that's kind of what the Nissan Nerd podcast is. It's celebrating this the most smallest things. Again, it's big, but it's not as popular or fashionable to celebrate these things, and that's what we do. So um, just want to and bring that those- to light, man.
0: Yeah, no. And for those that don't know, um, we actually watch a lot of these um, uh, these givebacks, if you will. Um, and it started, I, I think, with us, what started around COVID time, because you and I started noticing all this around the time that Nissan changed production into making masks for, for people. Uh, because yes. there was a huge shortage. Remember that one that occurred? And so yes. we we always knew that Nissan was giving back, but not at the levels that it did. Because I started following actually a really good Facebook group. Uh, for those that don't know, it's actually uh, here on my phone. <laughs> but it's the <laughs> Nissan Smyrna, S-M-Y-R-N-A, um, building more than great cars. And we st- I started following the page primarily because it actually shows pretty much every weekend or every other weekend. There is something that Nissan is doing at the Smyrna plant where they are giving back. It's a huge part of um, who they are and what they represent um, there in Tennessee because they are such a huge footprint and they are very much now embedded in that town. Um, But you could see them giving blood. Um, Recently, they were doing food bank. It's something we didn't notice. Uh, We had mentioned on here, but Second Harvest Food Bank of Middle Tennessee. They were just recently doing that. Um, and then they do a bunch of things for employees all the time and here they are building more houses, um, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I've been watching it and it's one of those things that actually uplifts me every morning. So when I'm like kind of starting my day, I'll usually go to that website and it just kind of makes me smile. They, they do a lot of good things. Um, so if you ever want to see how Nissan is, um, is what they're doing in their own backyard as far as uh, Smyrna is concerned. Definitely check out that Facebook group. Again, Nissan Smyrna, building more than great cars. So I would highly recommend checking that out.
1: Absolutely, man. And one last thing to mention as well, um, this Smyrna plant and also I believe the others, um, they these plants are trans- making transitions from the engine manufacturing or internal combustion engine manufacturing and they're transitioning to what they're calling of course the electrified future this is part of nissan's ambition 2030 plan that we've mentioned uh, uh, many times uh, throughout the uh, last few uh, months and um, many of these plants are being retrofitted Uh, same building but just tons of investments in the machinery uh, inside uh, these factories Always uh, improving, always, always uh, preparing for this new EV uh, wave. Uh, there is a really good website. This is actually relatively new. Uh, Nissan is promoting this as saying, "If you are curious to know more about their manufacturing operations, you can go to nissanmanufacturing.com." And uh, I think I did have one page here I could share with share it, and it will give you an insight as to some of the. Uh, uh, transitions, or maybe even cur- uh, current uh, operations that are happening inside multiple plants, more than just the smearing of plant, And it really lets you know uh, what what they're doing. And it's really fun. I've been able to look at this here within the last uh, couple of days. And um, it, it's cool. Again, numbers, we're nerds, man. We're looking at <laughs> the, all the stats. And, and this is exactly what this website gives us. So it's a, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, a very cool article, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on into our next article. Um, the next yes. piece that I actually want to kind of talk about is something that just kind of came across the wire um, within the last few days. And just um, prior to the um, the new um, Formula E uh, race that's coming up here in Portland. Yeah. Um, so um, well, obviously, we follow Nissan, we follow Nismo as well. Um, this actually came up on the uh, on the Nismo feed on the Instagram, and uh, Michael shared in the background here. Uh, but yeah. ultimately, um, ahead of this week's inaugural Portland E the Nissan Formula E team have launched a stylish new streetwear collection based on old racewear. Um, from the From Nissan. Now titled Nismo Thrifted, the collection has been inspired by Nissan's tireless commitment to carbon neutrality and sustainability by 2015. This is one of their current goals. As well as being based around the manufacturer's goal, the collection is also in reconnection of incredible motorsports history dating back to over 85 years. Whilst Nissan has been involved in racing for almost a century, their dedicated motorsports division, NISMO, has been around since 1984. The reason for launching the collection in Portland is because the city is one of the greenest in the United States. As being there myself, I can completely agree, um, making it the ideal backdrop for the launch. The collection itself has been uh, made using secondhand clothes to show that something incredible can be made from something uh, which is which would otherwise simply be thrown out. In doing so, Nissan are hoping to promote a carbon and waste-free future by pushing for less clothing to end up in landfill sites. Um, behind the clothing line alongside Nissan is U.S. sustainable fashion designer Mia D'Amato, uh, founder of Boho Basement. The collection has incredibly been made using Iconic upcycled retro Nismo race suits (laughs) as well as Nissan team wear and other merchandise. Um, So Nissan um, team principal Tommaso Volpe is very happy for the side to have worked with Boho Basement on the clothing line ahead of this weekend's inaugural trip to Portland Um, while Volpe recognizing that upcycling is becoming more popular. So he wanted to chime in here and say, we're happy to collaborate with Boho Basement on this NISMO Thrifted Collection to commemorate our first visit to Portland, which it is. Um, We're always looking for innovative solutions to contribute towards a carbon-free and zero-waste future, not only when producing cars or racing, but across all the aspects of our operations.
1: So That's, That's pretty cool, man. I... So there's two things I thought about this article as you were talking about it. The first one is I know exactly why you picked this article
0: numerous <laughs> times. Whatever yeah. do you mean?
1: Yeah. No. How – I can't even count the number of times that you've on this show debuted a new – uh sorry, not new, vintage, vintage new – yeah, you're wearing one right now. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. What are you
0: talking about? This jacket. has nothing to do with the show. This is just my normal attire. What?
1: I know. Well, you've done it on the show because it is all Nissan related, but you love and I love it, too. The vintage shirts, hats. What what do you got there? Uh,
0: Check that out. Like this is a a pair of Dickies coveralls. Yeah. Now, my stitching is about as good as my welding. So (laughs) uh, I'll get there one day. But yeah, man, like, dude, I always got patches on the ready, baby. You know how I do. Yeah. So look, bam, right there. mm -hmm. Bam.
1: Bam! It. I'm oh, telling you. Oh. Oh, so, dude. that's it. See, see, you should work for Boho basement. Is that what you're trying to say? Are you trying to get, you're trying to get I, in?
0: It sounds like they're doing an amazing job already with what they have. And, yeah. uh, and they're probably gonna, they're going to do some amazing, cool stuff and inspire me to do even more crazy stuff. But yeah, you know, that's the thing. It's like when you can take something ordinary and throw a vintage patch on it, I mean, it, it, it it show it pays homage to the brand, and it basically sauces up something. Uh, and I'm hold on. Uh, if I had glitter, <laughs> I'd throw it. If we, if we had the budget for glitter, yeah. for virtual glitter, I would throw it out there. But uh, yeah, man, if it, it if it adds, it brings new life into something old and would otherwise be thrown out. And you know me, I mean you've been out with me before where I take like an old, like red cap jacket or an old Dickie's jacket. That's like 20 years old. And you're like, dude, like what is with the old dirty jacket? And I was like, ah, yeah. yeah. And then a month later I come back and it's all full of patches and people were like, damn. I was like, yep. That's how how you do, man. I'm telling you. And there's not enough people doing that. So if you're at home when you are in your garage, just something to think about, take an old pair of your coveralls, maybe uh, throw a stitch on them. Throw an old patch on them. Pick up a old patch off of eBay um, and then make something cool out of it. You know, it, it, You know, um, design yeah. and inspiration doesn't have to start and stop with our cars. You know, some of it, that stuff can go into some of the fashion
1: pieces. And it doesn't It doesn't have to be all new materials, too. I mean, retro has always – there are a lot no, of things. the that... used
0: stuff is the best, man. All the, yeah. If you could take something old and it's make character. it cool again. Yeah, yeah, it's character, man, you know. I don't know. That's just my two cents, but um, I'm very much behind um, the, uh, the NISMO thrifted. If you're interested um, in checking that out again, you can check that out through the, um, I think it's hashtag NISMO thrifted. If I remember. Yes. Um, and that's what we're going to be following. You can also follow the Boho basement um, on, um, on Instagram as well. That's where I found them. And uh, we'll continue to give you some updates. We'll put it up on our Facebook page and our Instagram page and try to share in what they're trying to attempt to do as we get, um, very close to the race, which is on two, three, which is, yes. uh, tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, we'll continue to, to, um, to, to flaunt that if we can and, uh, and help promote that for that, uh, that thriving business. So,
1: yeah. 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 Uh, last up here on Nissan news before we move on. And this was actually a late or uh, a late addition to, to yeah, our podcast. Just because today. It- Just today, this was released, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it here. And that is uh, Nissan uh, and the new Nissan Z Nismo has been teased ahead of its launch. And this is something which, for those who follow social media specifically regarding the new Z, we've seen test vehicles. We've seen them, you know, in camouflage. People are speculate, always a speculation of. Nismo is this the Nismo edition and well now we've got a little bit more to kind of bite on from Nissan themselves I'll share this video here in just a second though but uh, Nissan has released a YouTube video uh, roughly uh, oh uh, not it's not too long about a minute long here though but sure. it does show the new Nismo, Nismo Z uh, being driven by three-time world champion uh, formula drift world uh, champion champion uh chris forsberg Mm -hmm. and it's actually a rather exciting uh video you see the body lines you see what you know changes they made to the arrow and also i gotta say i love the color it very much is in line with what the uh the nismo gtr is right now that bluish which by the way i don't think i've ever seen a nismo in blue up until this time it's always been red black white really i think it was like the main three colors uh so to see a nismo edition car that is not in those three you know nismo colors is i want to say a first uh for many of it though uh from this article though uh there was no details as of yet as to its performance of how uh, it's different uh, we know it's going to be different but we don't know by uh, how and by how much uh but they are saying that to stay tuned for full details later this summer. I'm going to share a quick snippet of this video here. Let's go ahead and take a look. Again, you've got Forsberg, Twin Turbo, Nismo, the new Z. Have you had have you had a chance to enjoy this models?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've already watched the video like nine times. <laughs>
1: I'm enjoying it man. Nothing nothing's better than uh, dead silence as we watch this video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I we you know like you like you watch things and it just says applause or something like that. And yeah, it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dead yeah, silence yeah. is what we put on there. <laughs> now the the reality is we I don't know why we don't run audio on our show, but yeah, nah. if you get a chance, you should definitely check out the video. Um, it is actually uh, it, they did put a lot of effort into it, and of course Chris Forkbert does a great job, of course, ripping around with it. So yeah, I, I was glad to see the launch for the Newsy. i mean we've been we've known that it was coming down the pipeline for some time couldn't really talk too much about it but and then you never know sometimes stuff gets pulled but the fact that it finally was released uh, publicly and i think it was the right choice to go with that particular color for the first yeah. one because
1: i absolutely love that color it's such a nice color man it's it's, it's it was nice. a, is
0: that the same shade that they use on the gtr
1: because didn't you just see it i i want to say so i'm almost like 99 percent confident that it, it is the same color. color it's a good color man and then when you uh, transition that with the red accents that uh are on the ground and the arrow it looks good. nice touch nice touch
0: nice combination.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, before we move on to our next segment, we do have a quick shout out here for those that are in the comments section. Uh, let's see if there's anything going on with that. Nothing um, Nothing at the nothing. moment here. That's
0: <laughs> all right. That is a doornail tonight, man. But uh, it is what it is. You know, a lot of people got things going on here in the next few days. Um, I don't think we promoted really anything for this episode. We, we got a little busy. We didn't know if we were going to do an episode and then, here we are, I'm just trying to make it oh, yeah. happen. So, eh, whatever, we'll have a good time. We'll entertain ourselves as we normally do. So that's, that's what we do go. again,
1: and we always gotta at least this. I do this for myself pretty often. Miles is that. This is just us hanging out in a parking lot, something that we would normally do anyway. This is how it's always
0: been. Even if we didn't have this thing live, it would still be us making this same show yep. and just showing it to ourselves later on. For oh, no,
1: just reader. having fun, though, again. just just Sorry. Again, this gives us a chance <laughs> to hang out, you know? So, yeah. Again, so, uh, all right.
0: So, I think that kills everything for news. Uh, let's talk next. Uh, we go on to our motorsports update. Um, again, our motorsports update is just a segment where we look into Nissan's current motorsports sports portfolio its race entries supported teams and how they're doing uh mike i think you're up first uh formula e upcoming race tomorrow what's going on
1: that actually is true though uh miles so uh this next race so formula e within the last 2 weeks just to be clear there has not been any new races in the last 2 weeks uh, the like you mentioned earlier in the episode here, Miles, the next race is happening in Portland. Uh, this is a single race, uh, one race in this weekend, and it is also the inaugural race in Portland. Uh, specifically, this is happening at the Portland International Raceway. Uh, this track itself, uh, twelve turns. It is a two-mile circuit. Uh, there's a lot of variables for the teams with uh, that any track that's new will bring to a team. It kind of levels the playing field because other than having actual data that the team can use in advance, they don't have that right now. So uh, I think this could be an opportunity for Nissan to, with the right uh, strategy and the right engineers making adjustments to their car, uh, you know, it it really will show uh, uh, with how Nissan places uh, at the end of of the race. We know that from the last two races that Nissan, uh, they've made some improvements and upgrades to the, um, uh, to their cars. And so we do know that they have pace, they have the power, uh, it's been improved, but now it's time for them to capitalize on strategy. So this is really a good opportunity for that. Um, one other bit of information that has been, uh, announced since then, it isn't really race results, but it is, pretty exciting which is that the formula e schedule for next season is bringing in tokyo for a venue uh, racetrack and so uh, this is very exciting it'll be another first uh here uh, in its 10th season of formula e in 2024 uh tokyo of course um man what's not to say about tokyo yeah. man it's an exciting place uh are they're they gonna do it
0: downtown? It. Is that what they're trying to do? Downtown Tokyo?
1: Well, uh says you're working to bring the race to the city to support zero emission strategy. Yeah. You know, the major you know That's if what I had- it's I had- what if, a hint is. Yeah, if I had to speculate of the what type of track it'll be, it would most likely be a street track. Just by reputation of all the tracks at which Formula E competes on they've always the majority of them have been a street track so that would be pretty cool streets of tokyo formula e dude dude prepare for that that sounds like a lot of fun honestly yeah, so i'm excited for we'll
0: see that yeah. or
1: potentially yeah yep they say march 30th 2024 so we're less than a year away from uh <laughs> this type of uh this this new track so man that it sounds like a lot of fun, though. want to share cool, it with man. you guys, and uh, we'll keep you posted for more. All right. Uh, that's Formula E. Uh, Miles, I know we – so I should preface this, which is – this episode is kind of crazy because as opposed to last episode, we had so much motorsports so, We had so much get. racing
0: content. And then so all much. of a sudden – and I don't know. It, it, I feel like all – All motorsports in general has this like lull about this time of the year where it just like gives everybody a chance to break, if you will, call it like a, they call it. I've heard people call it like mid break and a a couple of other things. Summer
1: break, yeah.
0: Well, it's not summer break, but it's like mid mid's you know mid break mid season. It just mid season break, yeah. So, and I feel like this is happening across the board for everything, (laughs) and it's just that time. Maybe it's the hottest time of the year or something like that. I don't know. Well, but
1: um, weather is definitely a factor right now. Weather could be a factor.
0: So uh, on that note. Um, Let's talk about Super GT. Um, For you uh, that were with us last time here, episode number 68, um, we were talking about Super GT, which was nuts, in a sense. You know, uh, we had round three at Suzuka. That was actually on 6.3 or 6.4 earlier this month. Um, And we had racing in the 500 and 300 series, obviously going on 500 with the Zs, 300 with the GTRs. Um, I will say that uh, number 23, the Moto Altec Z, was having a, a, a normal a normal qualifying, and then they were out to just kind of really kill it for the race. Um, fortunately, they suffered a very horrific accident um, in the number 23 car uh, being driven by uh, Matsuda at the time. Um, fortunately, he had no serious injuries, but it is um, kind of... It is a time where they're having to rebuild that unit, that number twenty three car, which um it's kind of working in their favor because we don't have another race um that is gonna be happening until eight, five, and eight six. That's gonna be round four in Fuji. Um so there is this downtime. Thankfully, Nissan has this downtime to uh, put back that car number twenty three, get it all done with the testing, and then of course get it in um to the next round of uh, racing and qualification. So yeah. <laughs> so they're going to need what, some time
1: after that last accident.
0: They'll definitely need some time. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much what's happening with super GT. So we've got some lull time. I think we're going to have maybe one, maybe two more episodes, uh, probably three more episodes until uh, super GT comes around the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of good time. So we have some time. You can check out all the action and updates, of course, through SuperGT.net, um, or you can just continue to follow our Facebook page or Instagram page, and we'll give you updates as we move forward from there. Um, Centra and Micro Cup that happens in Canada. Um, same thing, no news to report right now. Next round is actually going to be round three and four that'll be happening on July 9th. If you want to check out information on the Centra Cup in the downtime that you have right now, you can check that out at centracup.com. Um, going on with no news is news (laughs) right now. Um, Nissan Challenge, uh, we can is our grassroots, um, initiative where we try to promote the nissan challenge which we absolutely love um, you know those guys are definitely doing are balling on a budget and we always want to try to support them and their efforts um, right now they just don't have a race so there is no news to report um, their next race will actually be round 5 september 17th and that'll be at button willow raceway park um, you can continue to check out them through Corner Motorsports,
1: Corner 3 Motorsports, Corner
0: 3 Motorsports. Yeah. Um, and and definitely it's always fun to kind of check out what they're doing um, because those guys are just uh, they always have great photos. They're starting to yeah. finally get some really good content and some videos. We tell them there's not enough.
1: So <laughs>
0: we we always want more. So hopefully always those pushing. Are- They're always pushing them to do definitely more stuff. So that's kind of everything I've got for all three of those series right now. Um, I don't know, uh, Mike, if
1: you've got anything else. I do. Uh, I do have a couple more. The next one is regarding uh, essentially the the series that I cover, which is GT4 America. Uh, This is our first year covering this series because... It is the new Z, specifically the GT4 Spec Z, that has uh, an entry in this series, and that is being uh, coordinated with TechSport Racing uh, out of Virginia. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it here. I will share my screen once again here on this. Round 7 and 8 just took place uh, on June 11th. And 13th, this was happening at, yeah, once again, Virginia International Raceway, VIR, otherwise known. Uh, The TechSport Racing Team, and uh, they are working um, with support, on-site support uh, from Nissan and Nismo engineers. Uh, It definitely is a big, massive effort from Nissan, Nismo, and TechSport to really uh, get this... (coughs) Uh, this new Z into uh, fighting shape. Uh, this is very much their first year. Many are calling it a building year. There's a lot to learn, a lot to improve. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um,
0: improve upon or opportunities for success. a lot of
1: opportunities a lot of opportunities for success yes. with this new Z. So this is definitely the year that that uh, that is being uh, being being done. Uh, these are the only two Nissan Z GT4 cars in the U.S., and so they, we are very much fans of them. We support them 100%. The two cars that we're talking about, though, first off is the number 22, number 22 car, which is driven by Eric Powell and Colin Harrison. And then you have the number 23 car driven by Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone. Uh, again, great group of guys. Uh, we've had the opportunity to meet them while they were at circuit of the Americas just, uh, last, uh, just last month, um, yeah. May 19th and 21st. So, you saw, uh, you
0: saw Brian there. He said he was, uh, unfortunately he was sick as a dog and he was still
1: racing. Uh, right. He, he, he was, uh, under the weather. I don't know if he's, I don't know how, how massive it was, but, or how great it was, but I mean, he definitely, uh, was taking care of himself and being mindful around others, but, but very much, uh, man, he, Dude. You got to love, gotta love that guy. Do He's always,
0: job. I love Brian. He's always has that, that, uh, that killer spirit. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, continue to monitor him. Any other news going on, like other than uh, the upcoming races, anything else to report from, uh, from the inside?
1: Uh, as far as from inside, uh, that's not, not so much. Uh, honestly. I mean, we've, um, we've had a, I should say this uh, at Virginia international raceway, sp- similar to what we did here at coda there was a nissan car corral nice. at vir uh, a lot of our nissan friends uh, along the eastern coast um even further you might say the midwest traveled to virginia to to be a part of it and uh, it sounds uh and I, I didn't expect anything different though man the, the tech sport racing team is so hospitable so nice they 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 uh, brought in uh, or allowed uh, a few of them to come in and Kind of stay in the shadows, stay in the corners, be able to get some real, really close observations of how this team works and, and just being around, obviously, a car that we're so passionate about, you know.
0: Isn't that crazy? Um, like, like, just think about that for a minute. You know, you've got people traveling from all over the country, of course, for a race series, but a lot of these people, this is kind of their entry into the series and they're, they're, they know that they've got, um, they've got a flag you know, to, to basically get under. And so, you know, they're huge Z and Nissan enthusiasts that just show up from all over the country just to make sure this team has the support, the, the fan base support that they need. And then for the team to make themselves um, available and, and uh, an open door policy in regards to, you know, being able to talk to the teams, being able to see the cars, I mean, it just speaks volumes. I mean, you're just doing it right. You know, it, just yeah. that is not always the case. I could tell you right now <laughs> when you're a fan of a race team or a particular car and then you go and like, yeah, 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 we get it. You're
1: the, well, we and, don't cross the barrier. <laughs> just like, I, yeah, it's true. They're like, hey, stay behind the velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and we know this, Miles, is that the Nissan Z uh, fan base, uh, Community? Is very strong in the U.S. and very tight knit. Still, uh, we've got well over fifty clubs, Z clubs that are underneath the Z Car Club Association, the ZCCA, all over the country, yep. and many of these clubs uh, have have tens to hundreds of members uh, in each area. So the, the fan base is strong. And yes, when there is a call to action, when you've got that one uh, club president or director sound the horn and say you know nissan fans unite man support the team that we love so much uh you know we do it and we show up and it seemed you know we did that at circuit of the americas and it was no different at vir as well a a huge showing of love uh to uh, the nissan teams and to the car that we like so much i do want to mention real quick though the, the results of that race by the way uh specifically we'll just kind of get into the uh the two races Uh, race one happened on Saturday evening. Uh, Both cars did cross the line. Number 22 car finished 27th overall seventh in its class. And then you've got the number 23 car finishing 32nd overall and 10th in its class. So we are near the back of the pack, but again, again, it's not about, in my opinion, what we're learning this year is is really getting that base finding that our competitive edges and adjustments uh i should mention this a lot of that conversations that we're having right now we just had a a few weeks back we released a lot of content relative to gt4 uh, in the last two weeks for those who want to know more about nissan nismo and the gt4 series go to our youtube channel and check out our interviews with uh, the Nismo engineers and Nissan engineers and also the Nissan drivers. Uh, they provided a lot of insight about the cars. We were very fortunate to get that, to get those interviews. Uh, our last episode, we spent half the show talking about it as well. So for anybody who wants to get caught up and kind of get a crash course into what GT4 is about and what what Nissan's doing, definitely check out uh, those videos. Um, Second race was on Sunday morning. The number 23 car finished 26th overall, seventh in its class. However, it was the number 22 car uh, at the time driven by Eric Powell, who did not finish the race. Uh, It was right about mid, close to midway through uh, the race. There was contact with another car uh, Hmm. by all means. By all appearances, the suspension was damaged. Car was taken off the uh the track. Eric Powell did go to the on-site medical building to be looked okay. over. Clean bill of health. He was able to leave rather quickly. Nice. Now it was in, you know, the all of this was televised, right? The camera teams, they know what to do. They're they're standing in front, waiting outside that medical building, trying to get that 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 interview when emotions are high, you know, and I, I gotta say though, man, I, and having met with, with Eric before, man, he's, he, he, he's, he's a badass though, man. He, he'll let you know, <laughs> he'll be as diplomatic as possible, but you still sense again, his sense of, um, his truth in it all, you know, but he did say a number of times in the interview, it was disappointing to, to have had that happen. Uh, the, the other car that was involved in the collision, um, uh, I, I think they've, you know, may, maybe know of each other as well. So, I, mm. but anyway, again, we wish them luck into the next race. The next race is happening at Road America uh, in the Midwest. That is happening August 18th through the 20th. So what is that? That's two months from now. So yeah, yeah, we we've got some time in between now and then. So well, we've yeah.
0: we were talking about potentially getting an interview um, with some of these folks um, if downtime permits, and we're not cutting into anything that's important or fundamental, uh, fundamentally important to the team or team development. We do not want to challenge that. We want these guys to try to have the best season that they can. But if yes. things work out where well, we can snag an interview or something like that, we will definitely let you know as um, as things develop. Um, we'll. Try to let you know, and then we'll obviously promote that so everybody can be online to make sure you're asking all your questions and uh, and getting all the insight that you're looking for from uh, from those folks in the interview, and of course everything uh, we can make available to you.
1: So. Yep. Yes. Um, last up, man. This is really uh, not so much of a of an update, but a definitely a shout out. And Miles, we've met this 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 uh, gentleman before. Of course, we are talking about Austin Hurdle. Oh uh, yeah, Austin. The, yeah, man,
0: it's a good guy.
1: Oh, awesome, awesome guy. Uh, I love this car too, man. Again, it's it's uh, nice setup. I love the livery on it, and down to earth guy. He competes in the Grid Life Touring Cup, and as of late, he uh, has as has had some really good finishes. Um, at the moment, the, nice. the actual positions escape me right now. But but uh, I, I I was noticing that his uh, his, his finishing uh, at at the, the most recent Grid Gridlife um, uh, competitions have been very, very good. He's definitely showing uh, off the uh, the Nissan uh, capabilities and and we definitely want to give him a shout out. Uh, you know, what we should do again, Miles, is that I'll go ahead and include if we don't have enough series already, we need to include GLTC Grid Life into our <laughs> our list. I, you
0: know, I don't mind. We just we make racing that much more compact, and we just do that because yeah. me, per, I mean, you know, and I know we both have a soft spot for SLB and Grid Life. We do. Um, so Super Lap Battle and Grid Life, um, we've been watching that since the beginning, and we've gone to the local owned- events for that since the beginning. And for since for me, beginning. it's like it's. it's you know, it's one of my favorite things to attend every year, uh, yeah. along with anything that of course Nissan's doing officially, but, um, yeah, I, I, I would love to just, uh, make sure that we're helping out Austin in any way. Maybe one of these days we'll get him on the show and, um, we'll just kind of, maybe he could talk about a year in review. I don't know, just we're spitballing. So maybe. that,
1: that would be really cool. I think, I think we definitely, uh, you know, we've met him before awesome mm-hmm. guy. I'm sure he wouldn't. Uh, that would be a fun opportunity for us, man. Great guy, and that's what I've noticed too. You know, you did kind of hit on it for just a second there. As part of our motorsports segment, we do a lot regarding what Nismo and Nissan are involved in. Again, they're supported teams, but it seems like you know we seem to be we seem to be catching up on the grassroots aspects a lot more, dude. Because you think oh, about it, Sentra Cup, Nissan Challenge, GLTC, it's and we're in it, man. We we we've seen these races, Um, we follow them. Uh, I think we're getting more and more traction. Uh, versed, more traction with these series. So uh, I, I really enjoy it, man. We need to do that. We need to continue to do. That. You know, I,
0: I enjoy what we do. Not to toot our own horn, but uh, y- you know, we definitely aspire to making sure that all the local or, or news or, or the even the grassroots based here in the United States or even in other countries, if it, again, Canada is what we're trying to cover right now. If you have racing that's happening in your neck of the woods and it there's Nissan is branded in it officially or, or even unofficially. Like if you've got a group of Z's that are out there just burning up rubber in, in Australia, let us know about it. I mean, we we'll, we'd love to promote that stuff. We want to make sure um, that we know, we let everyone know how far the brand goes and that's what we're here to do we're just we're lovers of the brand we're lovers of the models everything from dots and nissan Infinity, that's what we do um you know that's what we harp upon and that's the whole reason why we have this you know this megaphone of a podcast you know this is what we're, we're here for you so you let us know what we need to be talking about and we'll uh, we'll definitely make it so so uh, again, uh, thanks to Mike for promoting uh, or speaking in regards to that one. Again, a shout out to Austin and all our other racers that we just talked about. Keep it up, keep it strong, keep it on the keep it on the track, and stay safe, guys. Um, so let's go into our next segment here. We are um, celebrating something. Um, you know it was just it's not today uh, today is 622 for the books of course episode 69 but there's uh, something else that's special for you and I um we are a lover of this uh, this specific model and um it recently uh dot uh Nissan we'll call it dots and 620 day um officially passed over the last few days and you and I uh you know we send back photos and images of 6 we try to out 620 each other on our own personal thing and we're all uh you know in other pages I'm always looking for cool 620 ideas um because we've been lovers of this vehicle for uh, the for this truck for so long um I know you actually got one before I even got one um and I had to rally around your campfire before I bought my own So, yeah. Oh, you're muted, buddy.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, man. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because I was just having a memory. My 620, which I still have, I bought it over 10 years ago. This is Mark 2023 marks 10 years um, that I bought it. Uh, New Year's Day, nonetheless. We bought this car and this truck. And, yeah, I tell you what, man, it's been a – uh a fun ride with this truck. We've done so much with it. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it. And it's actually the vehicle I've owned the longest uh for me. Anyway, uh and we could talk about it some more as well. But like you said, yeah, it, it's 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 six twenty day uh just this week and part of our back alley chat segment that we want to share this this episode it's, is going to we, be
0: we we're gonna celebrate the six twenty. Basically, in all its greatness, um, we do it. Uh, we do it once in a blue moon, but because uh, we're such 620 uh, fanatics, I guess, if we you want. it's a it's a weird thing that we're fanatical about that. I mean, it doesn't have the same lineage. It's like this underrated vehicle. And then we just there's some styling aspects about it and some really cool things about it that we just absolutely loved. And it triggered us. And now yep. we're fanatical about them. So yeah. for those that don't know, give them a history lesson on the vehicle, Mike.
1: Let's go let's for it. it. Yes. I thought this was really important. So for those that are with us that aren't familiar of what the 620 is or, or what it's about or any of its stats, let's go ahead and start off and give you a bit. So uh, the 620 is a compact pickup provided, uh, built by Nissan and for us in the U.S., otherwise known as Datsun at the time. It was actually it's actually the fourth generation of Nissan's compact pickup it was produced from 1972 to 1979 uh, Nissan produced uh, its first compact pickup for the US in as early as 1959 believe it or not um, we've been essentially Nissan's been selling trucks in the u.s. At that point, you do the math, 64 years of Nissan pickups in the U.S. Um, Prior to the 620, you had the 220, the 420, the 520, and then you get the 620. In 1980, we were uh, preceded by the 720, and then, of course, we have the the D21 hard body. And it wasn't until late, uh, mid, sorry, mid nineties that we began to see the frontier badging come into play. Uh, and then let's not forget, this is a, this is not a compact, but it would be the full size, which is the Titan. Yeah. Which yeah, was, Nissan uh, started
0: stepping into the full size country and uh, the big boy pants. And then that's what it was. But <laughs> well, we're talking about the mid size now. Um, you know, for those that don't know, um, you know, of course the 620 was also called the 1500 in others countries. We didn't want to leave you guys out just so you (laughs) know, um, we didn't forget about you. But again, um, you know, the, it's funny, like when I started getting into the 620, you find out that there was like, you, you run into like little small groups of people like that are Datsun fanatics or Nissan fanatics or people that used to really work, for nissan or Datsun back in the day you kind of meet those people and you oh. just kind of grill them and talk to them and one of my favorite stories um, that I'm still I'm still trying to pin down is getting Ooh. these racers to talk about what I'm showing back here and these Baja races, like the oh. Spencer Lowe vehicles, those things are awesome. And I wish Amon was on Amon Hall was on with us tonight, um, who's just fanatical about these 620s and that racing series um from those yeah. from those vintage years. Um, and like with the Simmons vehicles, which is what this one is. Uh, okay. Simon is. and um, and of course the uh, Spencer Low and all those uh, amazing vehicles at that time, but my favorite story that I know to date, um, until something else surpasses it, is Mr. K used to drive around in a 620, um, and he would be wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> and yeah. he'd be rocking a cowboy hat um, while he drove a 620 because he just he thought that that was just it, it felt very American for him. And I, I would have to agree. So every time I'm like ever in a 620 or I'm driving it, it just kind of, I don't know why I think about that. It just brings a huge smile to my face. I think Johnny Gable, um, who is the secretary for uh, Mr. K, um, kind of told me that story when we were just um, just having a uh, having a drink one, one night a long, long time ago. And uh, she said that he was just infatuated with that particular vehicle for a short time. So, yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: I think that's pretty awesome, man um it's it's cool and 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 we'll get into this i know one of the things we wanted to talk about was that a lot of the similar components components were used with the 620 as the z car they both shared an l series engine for for example one was a four-cylinder the other one was a six-cylinder but we got more on that later um you mentioned the pickup itself it's uh, entries into motorsports even uh there were a few variations of the pickup mm. uh, for us. We have the single cab, which was the most plentiful model. Yeah. I would imagine the more sought after at this point was, uh, at least on the streets is the, the King, King cab. Yeah. The King cab. Yeah. And I, you know, I it wasn't until are you
0: going to run here? You, you have a gallery that we should be running in the background.
1: I don't do, you? I do.
0: I, so yeah. we had the, we had the, we had the standard cab. We had the King Cab, and then we also had a run of Chinook Campers that yes. went for a while. Now, now that's that's just talking in generalities, but there was also the standard rear-wheel drive and the 4x4 versions as well. The 4 by 4 So, um, yeah, and, and we included, we have a gallery that's kind of running, and this is just a collection of our own personal photos, some old advertisements, some vehicles that inspire us.
1: Our fans' um, just, photos that we asked, or, yeah I just should, I should have mentioned we asked to submit fans to submit and they did and this the is what they sent included. us a uh, yes. combination
0: of their favorite six twenties um, that we'll just kind of let run in the background I there you go Chinook um, <laughs> those things like for the longest time you could find them now they're they're uh, unicorns uh, unicorn horns they're hard to find right? <laughs> so um, if you uh, are a lover of these I would say you definitely want to probably pick one up and just stash it away in mothballs and then figure out what you're going to be doing at it now uh we talked about all the variations of the models but there was also um special editions there was a little uh, and most people know this if you know the model a little hustler edition mm-hmm. yep, yeah that... and that that came out with a while obviously for the stickering and things like that and um, um apparently it was like the package that you could buy and i think and, and this is me piecing it all together because at the time I was barely, I, I was not even born at that point, but, um, you know, um, not trying to show my age. I was close, but I wasn't quite there. You were I, close. I was close. I was just banging on the door, if you will, on the, uh, on the, 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 sack and just trying to get out. That's probably too much information, but, uh, but needless to say, um, I want to say that was probably like, let's just call it what it is. Prehistoric Nismo.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, we know that or, the 620 or, was in motorsports or, was involved.
0: Yeah, that would be motorsports. Would it be
1: a version of that? I don't know. Interesting. Well, I mean, what uh, would it
0: be akin to like
1: technicality. Akin—that's probably a good word uh, to, to, yeah. to use. Maybe. Uh yeah, yeah. Cool um, a few other stats here regarding was the engine. Of course, like we mentioned, it was the L20B four-cylinder engine, carbureted. Uh, most of the six twenties, most likely, if they haven't been swapped by now, had the four speed transmission. Yeah. Um, us as enthusiasts, and we'll, we'll you tell you why five, you want, want the five, five speed, uh, and for good reason uh, on that one. Personally, I still have the four speed in mine. Your cruising speed, and or to comfortably drive,
0: could have gotten you a five speed, brother. I keep telling you.
1: I know. Let's get I know. you a five speed. It's about sixty-five miles an hour. Meanwhile, the five-speed can probably get you up to, you know, eighties in general. Man, more, no, that's more 15, modern speeds. That's
0: Fifteen miles an extra. Fifty miles an hour that's extra. A
1: that's you. a lot, man. It it really does. That day and age. different. So yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you know, what? Uh, I I apologize. We forgot all those options. I forgot there was a four-door. Did we not mention that? No, we didn't. Uh, there so... was a there was a super rare four-door edition.
1: And I don't think those were available in the U.S. Every time that I see a four-door 620 pickup, it's always, like, in the Middle East somewhere. Eh. Like, yeah, I've seen restoration videos or car wash videos. You see something on social media. And
0: it's a full four-door? The bullet side goes all the way down the side? -side
1: bullet-side four-door Datsun 620, yeah. I would love to see one, much less have one in the US that would be okay. such a piece to share at, at Nissan car shows without that doubt very cool all
0: right so um so basically we had the 4 speed we had the 5 speed and then um obviously everyone knows that the 620 gave way to the 720 which for those that don't know it was built in Tennessee at the Smyrna plant or one of the location i think it was the location which was solely built at the Smyrna plant in Tennessee the 720 maybe
1: 720 was the first for sure, and then uh, of course, uh, it if not soon after, uh, future models. I've seen a lot of front wheel drive vehicles come out of the Smyrna plant as well. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, you know. And I know we've talked, we've touched on it just a little bit, Miles. So, to kind of share, if we haven't shared in a while, what we personally our personal opinions of this truck uh, oh, yeah. was for me, myself. I have a 79-year model, uh, 620. Uh, It had factory AC, which was a rarity. Um, When I bought it, it worked. Even to this day, I'm sure if I add a little Freon to it, it, it'd still be just fine. Uh, Again, I had it for 10 years. It was my daily driver for about a year and a half, man. Uh, And you got to imagine, this was not too long ago, less than 10 years uh, from now, and that was the only vehicle that I had, man, and this thing was so reliable, dude. I was, I was very, very impressed by this truck, and and having gotten around and put some real miles on it, and uh, it, I've, I'll tell you this too, of all the vehicles, and this is amazing to me, of all the vehicles that I've owned, and this includes Z's, various generations of Z's, and 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 uh, others, I have never gotten so many thumbs up. Horn honking, they they get your attention, giving you the thumbs up on the road. Than I have driving that six twenty, and and that's the God's honest truth on that one, man. It's so cool. I think truthfully, uh, everybody's got a Datsun story. It it seems as though everybody I know or strangers come up to you with a Datsun story, and oftentimes it's the six twenty. Someone had an uncle or or whatever the case may be, and they're happy to share it with you. So. Uh, I've had such a great experience with this truck and, um, uh, again, that's what today's about is giving it some love, you know,
0: you know, what's funny is I've, so me, I went a different direction. I, I just started buying in quantity for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah, Like I bought my first one and I just decided to go, f- you know, I, I've done the massive car projects that I know were going to take me like two or three years, when I was kind of done with that, I would just do these quick flips for like three or six months with Z32s and everything else. But for some reason, I wanted to do something extremely different and extremely fabricated. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to buy one of these 620s and I'm going to put a VG30DE non-turbo, five-speed and all, brakes and all, into that car. And and that's kind of what it's been for me. I've been doing a fabrication job, getting the frame fully developed. And, I, and that's that's really what I've been kind of pouring a lot of myself into on that car and just having fun with it, not really having a massive budget, but just having real fun with the car. I'm doing yeah. something that really no one has ever done before or you know very few. But while I was doing this project, like I started meeting like all these people from other parts of the country, like uh, I've got a few friends um, that are based out of France. Um, that are actually huge fans of the 620, which they didn't get there. So they actually had to import their cars. And then from there also had to buy all their parts and everything else. So it's not, they have the rarity of that vehicle there. Not like here where it's like, there's actually still quite a lot of these vehicles around. Um, I feel like they amass around like the Washington area. Um, a lot oh. because there were so many California dealers yes. that were along the West Coast. So you still see a few of them. Well, that's California. where it began.
1: Yeah, everything was perme- permeating yeah, yeah. from so you the see, West Coast.
0: Yeah. So you see a lot of them in Oregon and Washington. I mean, some of them are a bit rust buckets, but but there are tons of 620s in those neck of the woods. I feel like there's still a lot if you're really hunting for these. Yeah, you want to hunt in like Arizona, New Mexico, West Texas, there's still quite a bit of these. um Other than that, I don't know where else to tell you to go hunt for these. I mean, they're all over the country. I um, mean, yeah. you and you can kind of still find them, but I feel like in the last few years, they went from really being like thousand dollars to being like five, six thousand dollars. And I think they're kind yeah. of going to be what the two forty is. It's they're just going to shoot up. And then yeah. you also yes. you also take into consideration that it was a six twenty. So a lot of these vehicles weren't put in garages. They weren't, they were pretty much farm vehicles. So they had rough farm trucks. And then they were kind of parked on the side of the barn and replaced with the newest, latest and greatest. Yeah. So if you get a chance and you see one out there, buy it. You know, if you're really in, if you want to get into these vehicles, if whether you want to restore one or you want to just kind of take them and, and modify it and customize it in your own way. But um, you know, Um, that's what I would recommend now. Um, we'll talk a little bit about options and all the modifications, but that was my own personal story. I mean, I loved working on the car with you, uh, you know, working on your vehicle with you. And I got a great uh, experience with it. I worked on Ion's car who also has a 620.
1: Also a 620 Um, owner. It's one of those
0: weird vehicles that we all own together. And uh, it's weird, like a lot of Z32 guys just ended up buying 620s here in Texas. I don't know if that's the same for the rest of the country. Anybody's there that can <laughs> Everybody needs uh, someone or to haul in. some tires. If you want to haul like engines or car parts, that and you're in looking style? for an amazing, in style, and have an awesome beater, that's, the, the 620 is the ride for you. But uh, that was, that's kind of been my personal take on it. It's just kind of been, I would say you opened that world up kind of to me. And then I've just kind of been experienced just a landslide of just really cool stories from other folks. And um, I've enjoyed working on it myself and getting insights and feedback from you guys. But uh, I know you, you have a 79
1: and um, yes. Yeah. So, and that's one thing too, for, for anybody who wants to know more about the six twenties and much less, again, we're, we're nerding out. It's the seventy-eight and seventy-nine year models. I, in my opinion, are the models you want to go after the most. And one of the primary reasons behind that is that the seventy-eight and seventy-nine year models had front disc brakes, uh, and very much improved because prior to that, you had four-wheel drum brakes. Yeah. Um, I man i can't imagine what front drum brakes are like man i i, I don't i haven't driven in one in a very long time and probably for a good reason cuz it probably scares the bejesus out of you if uh, especially if it's not been maintained or um, well calm down I'm it breaded, wasn't like
0: it wasn't like breaded. throwing an
1: anchor out the window well, that's true. And just well, went
0: and praying yeah. i mean it, there were there were still brakes that were viable they just they weren't the greatest like when you mashed on them you
1: like yeah. you know yeah But would you bring a good point too because you didn't really need, as opposed, you, you didn't, didn't you were, need you were, much you were stopping were power the anyway. Truck. You were, yeah,
0: you were looking for friction contact and trying to hold something for carrying loads or going down embankments. The drum brakes actually probably weren't that bad, you know. But, hey, but when you were looking for something that was traveling at a higher rate of speed and needed clamping force and to yeah. stop at a time, ty- you know, yeah. quick. well, I would, and, I would say, let's not argue drum brakes yeah. versus disc <laughs> brakes right now, but well, yeah.
1: Well you said a key word which was high rate of speed, and which we've already established that the Datsun six twenty in stock form hey, didn't really have a it, it high cruising, rate of speed. Man.
0: Like you just but, that's the vehicle you want to get to if you're inner city or you're just at a point in your life where you're not trying to go fat, you're just trying to be chill cruise. and cruise and be
1: cool. Yeah. So. But also uh you mentioned that um the six twenty didn't need much stopping power to begin with because it was a very very mm. light vehicle. Yeah. Granted, it's built out of you know steel as opposed to you know whatever composite good or aluminum steel. et cetera. The good steel. The title has uh, a weight of twenty three hundred pounds. Yeah. It's a very light truck. You can push it. Uh, like, if you had to move it, we have we you can push a lot by of yourself. Yeah. I pushed it, and pulled a lot of six toys, it's, it's yeah. cake, it's really not that bad, and it's because they're so light. And so, when you tack on uh, how lightweight it is, how simple it is to work on, uh, in stock form, personal, my personal opinion is that's been very, very reliable. Uh, vehicle. The only time I got stranded, and I wish my buddy George was online right now, the only time I've ever got stranded in my 620 is because I forgot to, I realized that I uh, ran out of gas and that's just my own stupidity, man. Because other than that, that Datsun did phenomenal uh, the entire time that it was my only vehicle uh, for sure. And I should mention one last thing too, is that because a lot of these components were shared and belonged to the L series engine, that was a very common engine of its time. And even today, L-series components against stock ones are relatively affordable to buy. So if you did, for anybody out there who's considering or have the opportunity to get a 620 uh, project vehicle, simple things like brake lines, uh, ignition wires, coil, cap, rotor, these components are relatively affordable to grab as well. Up until Uh,
0: recently, there was a lot of availability aftermarket. Like you could literally go to Rock Auto and pretty much clean up Like, I remember when I first bought mine, I went to Rock Auto and I spent like, I don't know, like 200 bucks. And I came back with a treasure trove of stuff. It's a little (laughs) bit like that. There's still a few things that are available nowadays, but uh, it's kind of let off a little bit. And originally uh, because thailand actually sold the 620 as the 1500 for a really long time you and that's where half the parts are coming from based out of mexico and thailand if you're still hunting for like rubber and glass and some sheet metal that's where you would pull them from and that stuff when it first hit market was like the windshield Front molding, you could pick Ooh. that thing up for like nine dollars, right? Now it's like 68 dollars or something like that. And you're like, for us people that knew the pricing, we're like, good lord, other people were just like, man, that's that's cheap. And I was like, it was cheaper, yeah, but, that's uh,
1: yeah, it is what it is. You know, it brings a good point though, too. And I've seen a few memes like this, of course. There are two types of dots and owners, and it's dots and owners with money and dots and owners without money, and you can always tell. <laughs> which one they are based on how nice the build is, you know, you got the ones,
0: yeah. yeah. I know I go, I get a little bit like, I remember when a dime bag used to call us the dime, you know, just like, <laughs> it's like but no, it's uh, I, I feel what you mean, but uh, it, but you know, that that's the beauty of it. Um, You know, everything with the car, it's been just kind of this ongoing development, but as the car becomes like, um, it can become like a, like a nostalgic thing. People pay yeah. for nostalgia and it, and it drives up value and the, uh, the scarcity of parts and things like that is just kind of crazy. Yeah. My, uh, you know, you were at, you were asking me, one of my favorite stories is, um, yeah. so when I, when I first bought my, you know, I was probably on my second 620 at the time and I was like, Hey, I need to start like just making sure that I have enough parts. So I'd, I'd buy, make, you know, I'd find out if these people had like 620 stashes, um you know all over the country and i found this guy who had these like chrome bumpers and he had two of them side by side uh-huh. and um i think it was like marketplace or ebay or something i that. I messaged him i was like hey i'm really interested in your bumpers by the way do you have any other 620 stuff i'd be interested in like seeing what you had and he was like are you really interested i was like sure of course i'm serious yeah duh and he goes, uh, he goes, I have uh, 29 Chrome and 620 bumpers. <laughs> and it was like, how interested are you truly? And I was like, you have that many Chrome bumpers. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I used to own an aftermarket parts business. And we had this building and it caved in. These 620 parts were sitting there just, and I never got around to clearing out the rubble. And I remember I told you this. Yes. And, um, and so I, I called all the 620 owners and that, that I knew. And I yep. kind of said this big mega horn <laughs> and I was like, Hey fools, this is what's going to happen. I know a guy who has the last stash of Chrome dots and six twenty bumpers in the country. Yep. I was like, who's in. And so I put this massive, like, I don't know, buy it, uh, you know, group buy together. And I was like, all right, everybody chip in like, uh, whatever i i forgot what i got it was for. affordable
1: i know that much it, it yeah. was
0: affordable and i remember i got him for like i want to say i got him for like 55 bucks i i charged like 75 dollars or something like that just so i could cover my ends and unboxing everything net. and rebagging yeah yeah it wasn't i wasn't trying to get rich on them i just wanted to be able to you know get whatever i wanted to get i wanted to get first pick. yeah. So I bought something like, you remember that when you came to my house and oh. it was like, there was like 25 Chrome bumpers there on the floor. <laughs> and, yes. um, and you're like, he's going crazy. And I was like, no, it was just, I picked out the ones that I wanted. And so yeah. I still have like a, a personal stash <laughs> of like um, four Chrome bumpers. I think I hooked up Ion with like four. Yeah. I think you got one or two of them.
1: It, that's the funny story with me. Cause what I remember so much about that time was, personally i i didn't really see it i was like ah i don't need one i mean mine's not dented too bad and then you were so insistent you're like bro you need one and like you essentially persuaded me and i have one i have one i I think you wanted to sell me three i got one just 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 for the apocalypse in
0: case the apocalypse came down and you needed a car part i was like yeah so but yeah that was like my funny story i started doing that where i was buying these like caches of like car parts for the 620 and then that's when you know you're like fully addicted you're like ah shit i'm an addict so (laughs) uh, that's what it is so um but yeah that was my like my personal funny story kind of laughing at myself but uh, let's go into some of the strengths of the 620 so you know if you were buying this car back in the day you know what were you what were you kind of getting for your money you know
1: well, if you're asking me, I mean, it, you got to think about the time that it was, 70s. I mean, this car Ga- did... Gas shortage. Truck, gas shortage, right. And this truck was right at, around that, 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 that beginning. Uh, 1972 was its first year. So, yes, you were looking for something fuel efficient. And uh, this truck was probably one of the more fuel efficient pickups out there, I would argue. And, again, combined with its lightweight... Um, It was an efficient vehicle, relatively speaking, for its time. Again, these pictures and these bills that we're showing with you guys here in the background, again, this might be a personal opinion, though, but this truck was stylish. I mean, not only was it affordable, Datsun at the special time was an affordable brand. But when you look at it today, you know, what other truck do you know is called a bullet side, you know, just based (laughs) on its styling, you know, it's... It's a beautiful truck in my opinion and and it it stood the tan- the, the test the time. of time yeah um we mentioned its reliability we've talked about uh, its simplicity as well and affordable parts for it so I mean very much um, a lot of its strengths for this pickup um you know very durable pickup and again for those who find one at a deal I would say if you're interested don't even think about it just buy it. You'll thank yourself later. Honestly, that's what I did. Miles, you want did I ever tell you how much I paid for my 620? How much you get it for? This was back in 2013.
0: $1,300, dude. Nice. I that's, bought mine. Yeah. I bought my first one, and they were starting to climb, but I still got in early. 1600 bucks, yeah. and it ran and drove oh. on Xterra wheels.
1: <laughs> so I was able to drive
0: around uh, the farm for a little while and yeah, yeah I sent you videos when I got yes, it. Yes, you
1: have. Yep. I drove it
0: around and uh, before I started dismantling and everything, I took my brother what? for a drive to go get ice cream or something. We went like down the mountain and went and grabbed ice cream and uh, I think we had a beer not in that order. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then that's it. We headed back up and then I, I, uh, I started dismantling it like a month later because yeah. I'm got like that
1: that brings up a good point too because you know one of the things that we wanted to talk about as far as this segment goes which is modifications so we've already talked about it in its stock form this is very much a truck that's been modified uh the aftermarket for this truck not only still exists but i want to argue it's growing i would say it's it's
0: it's definitely it was in its infancy in the last five years and it's just gotten really crazy as of late like it was always like easy to slam this car, and but guys are kind of doing everything from lifting the vehicle, you know, uh, you know, um, um, off-roading and uh, and outlanding are, are huge right now. So people yes. are are modifying these cars, going up and going down, or keeping it historic. But you know, let's talk a little bit about the options for modifying it, either going up. Or going yep. down, so obviously, there's raised suspension options. Um, where you're taking other options from the 720, which had a lot more beefiness. Um, and you so you're stealing parts and components for that. I would highly recommend going online. This is where forums come in, and we're huge huge advocates for forum advocates. information versus Facebook and YouTube information because a lot of information gets lost. But if you go back in some of the really good old forums like Nico and, and I think even hybrid Ratson uh, um, have yeah. really good information um, uh, for, for just modifications and stuff. It's kind of nuts. Cause like, you you know nobody's replied on you know nobody's there's a few guys holding the candles up for that kind of stuff yeah and forums nowadays and still contributing information and my hat goes off to them yes um because those are the guys that are still giving out profound information these huge wealths and pools of knowledge um that uh, you mm-hmm. don't really um, take advantage of anymore but um, yep again one of my favorite memes is there's like this uh, this guy and he's like praying to like this uh image of i think it's like buddha or something like that and the image is the guy is is standing there and it says me with my problem with my 20 year old car and the buddha guy is an old forum guy from 15 years ago who fixed my issue back in the day <laughs> you know and um, and it's true it's re- there was tons of information and tons of like back and forth like well what did you do what did i do and like brainstorming so if you get a chance go back support the forums you know make a donation for the information that you found because those guys uh, need to keep the lights on as it were for those forums so um again that's just my harping on forums but again as far as modification there's tons out there lowering suspension um i would say there are guys that you know doing the old I'm going to say the old mini trucking days, we would drop stuff, drop it on blocks. The blocks. Um, So you could do it on blocks. But the beautiful thing about the 620 that not a lot of people know is you can actually adjust the front suspension just on its own. So you have to really, you don't really have to do any modification to the front of the vehicle. You can, they have these beautiful like slide in and out options for the torsion bars where you can actually drop that vehicle up to two and a half inches, I yep. think. And you can pretty much get it like to a nice, comfortable, low riding position. You just buy the, uh, you can buy the blocks or the rear and yep. you can literally slam that vehicle for 60 bucks. Not I think not
1: very much. Yeah. Not very much.
0: Cool.
1: I think, And I was like blown thing. away
0: the first time that you could do that. It was just kind of crazy. The- so, um but if you want to go with a classier setup, there are options out there that are now doing like coilovers. you are using something like QA1 systems or even airbag or air ride suspensions. Yep. I mean, it, it really doesn't stop there. Um, you've got guys like Bibani Customs who are doing um, QA1 coilover systems, which is what I have on one of my frames. And yep. then I'll probably do an air ride on another one just so I can get the experience or I'm trying to have uh, the comparison between two. I'm just, cause I'm kind of bored like that um, yeah. fender flares, you know, back in the day, it was really just one it's... solid, you know, off-road rally f- flare. And now there are tons <laughs> of, flares. there are so yeah. many
1: iterations of flare. There, yes. There's
0: tons. There's like Pandem makes an amazing kit and you'll see it come up here on the gallery, that purple, uh Dotson that comes up with who makes an amazing fiberglass kit that is now yeah. like skyrocketed. It used to be like a grand. Now it's like I don't even know how much yeah. it is anymore. Now they they want your firstborn, but it's still <laughs> an amazing <laughs> kit regardless. Um wheels, you know, we were stealing six lugs from old centerline stuff, but now there's so much six lug that's out there because of the out off-road and the outlanding market. There's yeah. tons of uh, just amazing forged great stuff out there so you got to well, go. Now I, let's talk about five speed swaps.
1: Yeah, so again, that is a must in my opinion to have for that again for to establish a cruising speed, you know, in today's times, you know, again this truck is uh oh god, 79, 72. Okay, so it's 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 50 years minimum now that this truck's mm-hmm. been out so you got to think about what the speed limits were like 50 years ago, as a, opposed to what they are today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a five-speed swap will kind of get you back up to modern times, and it essentially requires no modification. Yeah. So uh, guys to, were
0: still in the 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 Datsun five-speed. They were taking the five-speed from the five-speed six twenties. Oh, uh, and then they were also taking the. Um, Oh, Jesus, what's the other 5-speed that everybody wants? The 280ZX, the non-turbo. 280ZX, um, yep. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, there's tons of 5-speed. If you want to get really crazy, you can start stealing another 5-speed from another platform and just making an adapter <laughs> plate. I mean, which, it they're <laughs> out there. So, like I'm telling you, there. man, the, the sky's the limit. Brake upgrades or man, forget it. They, they were still well. in the Toyota single-caliber stuff. They yep. were... Um t- uh, the big popular one right now is the 300 DX brake for some reason. Yes. Everybody steals the Z32 300 DX brakes. They are like <laughs> gold across the 240SX forums, across, you know, the 240 240- z guys are still in the now or the s30 guys are still everybody in
1: the steals now. the Z. everybody but They're very very the, correct and they're a good they're a good option yeah
0: but the cool thing about it is they're now they're repopping them now so now you can find recasting of the, the z32 stuff out there so nice. you don't have to go hunt and don't pay those crazy prices um, <laughs> because you can actually find them believe it or not you can find recast options that are available now um you just kind of gotta do a little hunting you can find them through Rock Auto or eBay there I saved you about 150 Uh let's see here. Engine swap. Oh my god, engine swaps are crazy. Um, so everybody obviously has the the original L4 option, but I think where it kind of started to get crazy was guys started sticking in the uh the SRs early on. SR20s DEs, yes, especially the non-turbos, and then the DETs started getting crazy, yeah. And then the the CA18, the baby skyline motor.
1: Yeah. the And going back to the SR20 is that they would combine the, the NA motor with their independent throttle bodies, which that oh, was yeah. a, a swap that I was very much looking at. That into was so nice. It, it was, was so sick. nice. It, it was modern, fuel injected, and then it had that ITB setup, which kind of was a nod to that vintage, but it, it still it looks so good. And, yeah. and, and that was one of the first swaps I had considered, uh, if I ever did with this truck, yeah.
0: But now it's crazy. Like people are starting to like uh, so I saw the V6 which we're talking Z31 V6, right? Single yeah. overhead cam. You could fit it in this car with little modification? Yeah. With no problem. Um me personally, I'm trying to ha- do a VG30DE which is dual head cam, which is extremely wider. So I'm working through my own bag of squirrels for that. I'll give it I'll let you know how it all works out when I'm done. But I mean, the sky's the limit. There's obviously guys sticking V sixes, V eights. I heard there's somebody working um, on a VK, which is the V eight type motor. They're trying to stick that in there with a uh, with a three,
1: too much three fifty Z transmission. Wow, wow, and and that's what I imagine. You know, I I'm just thinking about that that engine bay and how much space that it has. I'm assuming you have a lot. this. I mean, well, you can cut away a lot. You can cut away a lot. I, I'm assuming that there would be modification to the firewall in some cases. I mean, did you have any experience with that with your with your VG30 swap at all? You know the problem that I'm
0: having, and really this is the only problem. Everything on the passenger side,
1: not a problem.
0: Everything on the driver side. The issue that I'm having is you've got that um, that uh, steering line that doesn't give you any option. It's just straight to the straight to the uh, the front assembly so it's just like you have to work around it and that's just what i'm where i'm at right now so i have to modify the header to kind of tuck it all in uh but on the passenger side but the other thing too is i'm going to a coilover setup so it it kind of gets rid of all that torsion bar setup so i've i I get a really nice amount of real estate and then i'll just run the exhaust out the sides of the back and i'll I'll figure that out as i go but you know space is a commodity in some of these uh is uh is some of these old vehicles so that that's just one of those things i wanted to alleviate as much um of non-essential stuff and really update everything to allow me to have the most availability of space in there but i will say one thing you know you don't realize how big or how long that that engine bay is i mean of course the s30 you've got a really long amount of space you can fit a vg30 and you can fit two vg30s
1: inline six in that thing yeah
0: yeah so which makes up for it but an inline four not so much but the reality is you once you put the v6 in there you still have about um i want to say it's about 14 inches till your radiator so you you actually have a little bit more space than what you would get out of a z32 if you, you do can it actually right.
1: stand in front of the engine while still in maybe, the engine bay Maybe, maybe. I, we'll yeah see. yeah <laughs> but, but it, it's
0: tight but it's still good though i we will see how it goes now yeah 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 now let's talk a little bit about um uh notable builds is there anybody that you want to give a nod out to for notable builds
1: oh ooh, good point uh for me personally you know i'll be honest the builds that I've seen um, they've it's all been aesthetic builds, okay. you know and, and in some cases it's really hard to tell whether it's a render or actual. I'll tell you what though this Pandem kit that we're showing here mm-hmm. I remember when this came out I actually saw this uh, in person this was 2016 at SEMA uh, that vehicle was there that 620 so if I had to pick the Pandem kit uh, would, would probably be the one that uh, I've spent a lot of time looking at. I don't think I would ever replicate it, but I do appreciate it for what it is. Uh, that is an, an easy choice. And then, other than that, uh, in terms of engine swaps, there, regarding the six twenty, uh, there was a number of magazines back in the day. I, I, I want to say I have two separate magazines out, which had the same feature which was a SR20 swap into a 620. Project and... Builds
0: Magazine.com. A uh, Project Builds Magazine. It was episode number or it was magazine number. Oh, oh, oh here we dude. go. Here we go. This yeah, is the sorry, nerd part. Sorry, sorry. All right. I, this is me. This is why we nerd out. This is why I'm we're here. You. This yeah. is why we're here. This is what we do. But yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And they they were actually one of the first 6 first magazines that actually talked about doing that swap and what i talked about about everything and what i loved about that magazine and and just a shout out to those guys they had a short lifespan but they taught you basically how to do everything on your engine like hey you're going to swap out this engine for this they did a lot of honda stuff but they did do an excellent datsun 620 they did um, episode where they actually this is everything you need to know. This is how you need to modify this water pipe to work with this oh,
1: radiator. body
0: cables and the throttle body cables. The throttle body cables. Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, for those that don't know. That is like an awesome know. feature. And you can find it online, but I think it's like half of it's gone because it's it's no longer supported through photo bucket or whatever it was at the time. But yeah, dude, like it it got super nerdy, man. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Just to just to name a few. Like these are my old magazines, like just oh, wow. old mini truck. I mean, I'm constantly hunting for like old Datsun mini truck stuff. So yeah, I'm weird like yeah. that anyway. Yeah. But um, uh-huh. yeah, let's move on down the line. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we, yeah, as we as did the- mention,
1: yeah, you yeah. mentioned Bebani Customs as being one of the most, uh, one of the modern aftermarket suppliers for the 620. Yeah. For anybody who's looking for additional uh aftermarket support for the 620 amongst others you can definitely look at skillard which is uh, a company off the northwest part of the country they provide a lot of sheet metal um, laser cut stamped bent uh, pieces very impressive pieces actually we've had a good friend ben who is the owner there uh, make some very nice pieces door cards floor uh, heel plates um, a, a variety of items that you know, you really didn't even think you needed until you saw their catalog and you're like, damn it, this guy's got it. So uh, Skillard <laughs> is definitely one of those places. The
0: rear um, license plate piece. What else yes, did he do? The see, tailgate, uh, the tailgate back panel piece, which is impossible to find nowadays. For some reason, it just
1: all fell up. off look, the trucks look, at
0: the same time. Did but you he see that? that piece? Yeah, yeah I, I got all that. I, I have a few of his things already. The door cards, the door filler pieces. Um, yeah, I mean, he's starting to make a like a lot of that kind of stuff. So, yeah.
1: This is a really good example for those who see the picture of us. You can see here on the tailgate that there is no back panel, even in this stock photo. Mm-hmm. And for somebody to come up and provide you, and later on they were available, but many years they didn't have this option. And, and for Sealer to come in and make that option available for you, for you to sit yourself on the tailgate or. Place whatever components you needed. Uh, really, really clever piece to uh, to uh, to have and to offer. Uh, Apex Engineered is also one of the other suppliers. A lot of suspension components or aftermarket uh, subframe components uh, are available uh, for this. And the last thing that we had thought to say regarding the uh, the aftermarket support is that. Like we mentioned earlier, a lot of the components or even the theory behind how this truck operates can be related to the, the Z car. And so if you are needing some support on your 620, don't be afraid to ask your local Z technician or your local Datsun Z technicians. You You might be surprised by what their answer is and how they might be able to support you with that. Uh, because of such similar components if not the identically the the same components uh, from there Yeah, any? Uh, well, very, we're wrapping up on this, man. What else? Yeah, else that I, I think
0: that's pretty much all I had, man. We've talked about this. I mean, we definitely uh, showed our true nerdy colors in regards to the right? 620 <laughs> We did. You know, did. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. You know, uh, we could. Uh, if you want to talk in, for another hour, we could talk about um, patina. Is it worth it to, <laughs> to preserve your patina versus? You already know we already have stance. arguments. We already have arguments about this all the time. Like, yeah, it's like tasteful <laughs> patina, yes, but versus rust is art, bro. Patina. Rust is
1: art, rust
0: is art. <laughs> it's nature giving you art, bro. All right, yeah, um, <laughs> you ever right, have a tetanus shot?
1: You ever have a license plate? Called- That's
0: nature giving you uh, an injection. Of yeah. uh, of art, brother. <laughs> uh, is it really? All right. So um, that's everything on the 620. Um, again, thanks for sticking with us through our 620 nerddom, and of course, uh, celebrating 620 Day with us. Um, now we do need to touch up on a few things here before we wrap up the night. Um, we just want to give a shout out to all the events that are happening in uh, in your local areas that have mentioned out to us. Uh, first up. Uh, Branson ZFesh, which actually just finished, um, they uh, they concluded here uh, about the time of our last episode. Um, we yes. did want to give a shout out to the winner of the 350Z convertible ra- uh, raffle, which is actually Curtis Lee Davies. Davies yeah, man. Um, who's actually also a 620 owner, previous 620 owner, um, yep. who's now um sold his 620 for a 510 we won't hold it against you we love love 510s as well we just can't afford them so he sold it for his 520 but he actually won the 350z convertible raffle so he's got a baller convertible 350z and he's got a baller 510 so he's living the good his best life right now so kudos to him for
1: sure so the uh, next two meets, uh, again, getting into this event segment, are both related to GTR and Skyline, and I'll go ahead and, and uh, share them too. The first off is the, let's see here, it is the third annual Nissan Skyline Invitational. This is actually happening on June 30th, so what is that, next week. Uh, it is a nighttime meet, um, six to eleven, Canton, Georgia, which is northeast of Atlanta. This event is hosted by Countersteer Garage and Speedgate Motorsports. Uh, the reason why I count, I, I found this uh, particular event is uh, Countersteer. Uh, I've I've met with with Countersteer in the past. Uh, good group of guys. Uh, you know, most typically, I don't think we've ever really supported. Uh, nighttime event because you know typically we try to keep things um, uh, as legitimate. You know we always think with nighttime it, can, know, get it, 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 it can, can
0: get sideways. It can get sideways. In
1: yeah, yeah. But I do recall uh, really great people at Countersteer Garage, and so I really felt like this was my uh, personal vouching for the guys. So third annual too, by the way. So great guys. Uh, Countersteer is much a uh, kind of a drift oriented garage. Countersteer, the word itself, they're, they're drifting type of garage. Uh, so we wish them the best of luck uh, on that event. The again, third annual Skyline Invitational on June 30th. Uh, the next event uh, for uh, Skyline and GTR meet is the fifth annual Northeast Skyline GTR meet. This is happening Sunday, July 9th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Milltown, New Jersey. Uh, if you remember, Miles, we actually promoted this last year. Uh, it seemed like a great group of people. I, I wonder if they still have their group photo down below. But uh, it, the team itself seems to be putting together a really good show. Uh, they had an online store, and the, as you can see here on the website, a, a number of, of, of sponsors supporting this uh, this event. So it does seem like a really good event to go to. Uh, they do have a car show happening with trophies uh, happening for many generations of of, of Skyline, uh, including the R30, R31, R32, all the way to R35. And uh, admission is free uh, this year. So if you are interested in uh, seeing a really cool Skyline GTR meet and you are in the New Jersey area, check out Northeast Nissan Skyline Meet.com. Uh, that would be the place for you to go. Those nice. are my two.
0: Is that it? All right. Let me see here. Is there. Uh, I guess the uh, last thing that we want to mention is um, the upcoming ZCon. So, ZCon 2023 will be coming up here soon. Uh, that'll be July 31st to August 5th in Ontario, California. Um, That'll be happening for six days. Um, You'll definitely want to check the schedule um, at zcon.org backslash convention backslash 2023 backslash schedule or you can just check out zcon.org and
1: follow it best place you're right best <laughs> place to
0: go to go from there um nissan nerd podcast of course will be um convoying there is our hopes and dreams we'll figure it out as we go we got 38 days till this event uh, pops off you still want to make sure that you're registering and getting your hotels if you haven't already done that
1: Absolutely, man. That one seems it's getting closer than we thought, man. We're getting closer. I know
0: closer. it's kind of crazy. So,
1: I think we'll be all right, though. I mean, that convoy, I think, is half the half the the fun, honestly, man. Personally, wow. I've got a personal route. I need to. We need to see whether we can knock out, man. Have some fun as we drive out to to L.A. this this summer. Yeah.
0: Um, I did want to give a shout out and this was just something kind of last minute um, to the Mount Shasta Dotson Roadsters club. This is just Ooh. a small group of Dots and Roadster folks um, that are uh, having their annual event actually uh, right now while we're talking. Um, oh, so they're cool. actually um, doing a Thursday, Friday and Saturday event. Um, so for any of those folks that are out there uh, doing the Mount Shasta Dotson Roadster run, or the event when to give you, um, we we'll wish you well and, uh, and check those guys out. They look like they're having a blast. So, um, again, it's a very small local event, but you know, we wish them well and growth as it kind of
1: goes through the pictures look awesome. They look like they're having a blast. So bad ass, man. <coughs> well, uh, you know, I'll be honest, uh, that wraps up events. Uh, we, uh, we we, we always say here, guys, near the end of the show, of course, is that we are on all social media outlets. Facebook seems to be where we spend a lot of our time. However, our Instagram is growing and our YouTube channel is growing. Uh, specifically, our last few episodes, we've been actually t- – obviously, these, uh, these podcasts are long form. This is you know, typically at this point we're almost at two hours. What we've been doing lately with our YouTube channel is – cutting them up into each individual segment so you've got a nissan news article or a motorsports update uh, itself kind of into bite-sized chunks you know about five to eight minutes at a time so if you're looking to have some content kind of while you're driving or while you're eating lunch and it isn't two hours long again go to our youtube channel if you just search nissan nerd uh, you can find us and definitely press the subscribe button add notifications uh this podcast will be on our youtube channel and also many of its segments will be uh in that and of course we are on all major uh podcast networks uh the audio version of this show uh you can find us uh, a full catalog especially the audio version uh essentially every episode is on our audio version because this is how this podcast started. We were an audio only show, and it wasn't until about episode twenty or so that we actually started growing and getting more <laughs> into people, the video. People portion. said they
0: wanted to see this this face. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you we, sure? we were faces for radio people, and you <laughs> you wanted this, and now you get you. You asked for we're it. We're not now going you back. I can't. Yeah. I'm not going can't. back on this green screen. you know what the this blew our budget for 2022. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's
1: that's <laughs> we we're going. We're not, there's no way we're going back into the darkness on this one. Guys. We're
0: not going back into our caves. Yeah, of our garages. Yeah. That's it. We've we, we've come too far. So it's, you're stuck with yeah. us at this point until we evolve yeah. to something new. Until it gets virtual, where you can reach out and touch us. So. <laughs> um, yeah, on that note With getting, reaching out and touch us We're going to go ahead and uh, call it for the night Again, like, share, subscribe Make sure you contact us uh, Again, through social media, YouTube You can email us, info at nissannerd.com Just to drive that home again um, yep. uh, Other than that, Mike, I've got nothing else, man I want to thank everybody for being on with The few people being on with us here tonight Again, we didn't really promote it Me and Mike just wanted to kind of have a relaxed night Where we could talk uh, about the, uh, would Nerd Out <laughs> Which is what we did. We did. At night. Exactly So we, did. we had a good nerd out night, and I I'm happy about tonight. Thanks for being on with me, Mike. I love you. And um, same here, man. I just want to give a a, a shout out to everybody. Again, thank you. um uh, Until then, until the next time we see you, get in your garage, make something cool. I always like you better when you're in your garage.
1: So. Cool man. For those who have anything left with you guys, let's go ahead and send this thing off with a kanpai. Miles, if you have something with you. I got a little left. Yeah. A little bit left. All right, guys. Join us again, Kanpai. Kanpai. We'll join you on the next episode. Let's go for it, guys. <sighs>